Hey, this is Julia. Welcome back to Aquarian Times. Today is October 26, 2022, and this is episode 114. So last week I talked about breaking the pattern, and uh, I went through the whole um, process of discovering the pattern, that when we have patterns, behavioral patterns, or patterns in our lives, um, you can go back and listen to that for a refresher, or if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, because today is a follow-up on that episode. Um, I did mention, you know, at, towards the end, that once we break a pattern, we need to then replace the pattern with a new pattern, <laughs> a new healthy way of being. And um, so I have a um, it, someone who influences uh, my work, um, someone I've followed who's a life coach named Christine Hassler. And um, she recently had a really good uh, a metaphor for this. She said, if you pull out all the weeds in the garden and you don't plant flowers, then the weeds are going to grow back, right? So that's the whole idea about, um, you know, replacing the pattern with a new one. And this is, I realize this is something that we often can overlook <laughs> this part of the process. It's it's actually why people end up back in the same old relationships or why they end up, you know, yo-yo dieting or why they end up, you know, again, repeating the same, you know, you think you break a pattern and maybe you do with something and then it shows up again, right? Later down the line because we didn't actually correct course, you know, we just, we kind of like went over that speed bump and then we were like, oh, that was a speed bump. I should have slowed down. Like we realized that we shouldn't have gone <laughs> as fast over the speed bump or something, but we didn't, you know, um, you know, take a different route where again, we're not going to encounter the same kind of speed bumps. Um, so this episode is about the solution part and it's about replacing the pattern with um, a new one. So I, you know, in light of the moment, right? Um, this current moment that we're having, again, I always try to weave that in with the astrological perspective because we just had a South Node eclipse <clears throat> yesterday. Um, you may be aware of that. Um, we're in eclipse season, as it's called. So October 25th was, um, it's called the South Node Eclipse, and that's the eclipse on the new moon. It's a solar eclipse, and it was in the sign of Scorpio. <clears throat> and when it's a South Node Eclipse, uh, meaning it happens on the, um, you know, the South uh you have to look at this stuff up in astrology, but there's a north and a south node, and it's currently on an axis point because um, it's directly across from each other in the zodiac of the axis of the Scorpio-Taurus axis, right? So when you look at a zodiac wheel, 
the, you know, planets are, pol- I mean, sorry, signs are polar opposite each other, right? Leo Aquarius has an axis, uh, Scorpio Taurus has an axis, Capricorn Cancer has an axis, you get it. So if you look at the wheel, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's like looking directly across the wheel, you have a, um, a polar opposite. And um, so <clears throat> when we have the the south node um, eclipse, it's about a, a purging or a letting go, a releasing in that area of your life that you have Scorpio, uh, the house of Scorpio, uh, um, whatever house that is governing in your chart. So it could be the first house, the second house, the third house, whatever, etc. Um, depending on where your rising sign is. <clears throat> you can tell I've been yeah, I've been kinda I've been kinda eyeballs deep in, in some starry stuff lately, um working on some chart interpretations and um <laughs> so I'm learning a lot and um I actually had a I've had some majorly <clears throat> majorly um just kind of, uh, I don't know, epiphany moments, like several of them, you know, this is why I do this stuff. Cause it's, it's, it's like, you know, feeds me and, and I have these moments of like revelation, which again, I kind of live for, you know, I like that feeling of that. Oh my God, like mind, you know, expanding moment when you just, things start to make sense. Right. So that's what I'm in the business of. And <laughs> In any case, <clears throat> so yesterday we had the South Node eclipse, and um, again, it's about letting go. It's about a, a big letting go in the area, not where your sun is. Like, say, if your sun is in Scorpio, that's not what we're talking about. Unless, um, um, well, it would be in that. Yeah, it would be in that house, but it's not about the sun particularly. Um, well, I, I don't know how to fully explain that. But in any case, so there's a letting go in that area. And um, again, it could be the house of identity, first house, second house of finances, resources, third house of, you know, um, communication and uh, neighbors. Uh, I guess I'll keep going. So the fourth house of ancestry and home, and the fifth house of creativity and um, you know, procreation, uh, the sixth house of mental and physical health and routines and schedules, um, the seventh house of partnerships, the eighth house of uh, collaborations and shared resources, taxes, birth, death, um, the ninth house of higher education and travel and astrology lives there, the tenth house of um, public roles and career, the 11th house of uh, community and or the 12th house of which I call the hinterlands, which is sort of like anything outside, anything that's hidden <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, kind of like the taboo kind of there's also taboo living in the eighth house. But we're talking about just, you know, stuff that's sort of outside of the realm of, um, you know, the village, right? <laughs> what lives out in the outskirts of the village. So, um, you know, one of those areas, one of those 12 areas of life for you, um, is 
um, governed by the sign of Scorpio. And um, wherever that is, is where we have a letting go. Anyway, for this particular eclipse yesterday that took place. And um, again, uh, you know, I think, because I don't always like, I don't plan these topics according to the astrology. The astrology is expressed through the topics is the way I see it. And um, it was not like even conscious that I was talking about breaking patterns and letting go during a south node eclipse time, right? Like that, that I didn't like schedule that yet. That's really what this is about for us, for all of us right now um, in our lives is that there is some area of letting go and breaking a pattern and, um, you know, releasing an old way of being. You can think of like a snake shedding its skin, right? So I don't know if you're able to identify what that is for you. Um, it can be easier if you know, again, where that's happening in your in your natal chart. But um, it may be obvious too, if you had some kind of letting go. Um, and it may not fully have revealed itself too, because we're in that eclipse window too, where, you know, things are still in process. But um, in any case, if you had that experience, what we, the opportunity is actually, you know, made by nature, which is that, um, you know, that we have a North Node um, eclipse coming up on da -da -da, election day, November 8th which, um, you know, is quite significant for the election to have, it's like incoming, it's what's incoming, what we're growing, right? That's what we're, instead of what we're, you know, weeding, it's what we're planting, right? That lunar eclipse, it's what we're bringing in, it's the full moon. And traditionally, actually, interestingly, um, in, you know, when you, when we talk about the full moon and uh, new moon phases, we are actually usually talking about planting at the new moon, but that's not the same as when we have an eclipse. <laughs> so it's kind of, um, it's, it's reversed, really. Um, usually we're planting intentions at a new moon and we're, they're coming to fruition at the full moon, but that's not the case when we're having an eclipse. It's, again, sort of the opposite, where we're releasing at that south node new moon um, point for the eclipse and we're, uh, you know, lighting up that, uh, North node in, um, in Vedic astrology, the nodes are called, uh, the North node is called Rahu and the South node is called Ketu. And they're considered the, um, it's like a serpent really it's considered or a dragon where Rahu, the head of this is the head of the serpent and Ketu, the South node is the tail. So, that's some mythology around these nodes. And the idea is that, um, again, um, Rahu, the north node, is where we're kind of insatiable, where we are hungry for... It's, it's, it's like a disembodied head, right? If you think about, again, a dragon, that um, only the head of the dragon, right? If you can... <laughs> there's many depictions of just faces of dragons, right? And they look quite menacing, right? Usually, they're very... Um, you know, big eyes and sometimes like earrings, you know, and they're big. If you're looking at like Mongolian kind of, you know, um, uh, art or, you know, in East Indian um, Hindu kind of um, 
depictions of like dragons and such are you know Chinese um but the dragon the head is you know it's it's kind of like this it looks a little you know the idea is it's a, a bit it's a bit mad <laughs> um a disembodied head is as we know you know there's some it's sort of linked with insanity in a way actually right um we have a head without a body right and it's it's kind of just it's like going it's insatiable and it's you know kind of ravenous and it just it it goes on its own right it's it's um independent of the body and that may or may not ring true for you but that's if you studied psychology or anything if you had experiences with um you know people uh who you know have that experience of being disembodied um and and only stuck in their head there's um a you know that's how it shows up and then we have the south node which is the tail and again it's like this it's like this tail without a head right so it's this um you know releasing kind of uh you know imagine just being a tail <laughs> it's like you can't think kind of you're kind of like an amoeba right you don't have much intelligence but you just because you're I don't know you kind of like on on your way out you know <laughs> anyway I hope that's all making sense there's a lot to um, study and read about this stuff but the idea is you know the north node we're going to be bringing in new something new and the idea is you know um again can we orient ourselves that what we're picking up, what we're being ravenous of, what we're pulling in is not the same old stuff, not the same old, you know, garbage, right? Um, that we're manifesting and bringing in uh, something uh, good for ourselves and for, again, our country. <laughs> again, um, I'm talking about the election. It just, we don't... Um, you know, it's it's very clear we don't always know. Um, again, things can look bad and actually be good, right? Or look good and actually be bad. So if things take a turn for the worse, um, and I, I hate to say that, but, we, you know, I'm just saying, and, and I'm praying for the best, um, but, you know, we're, um, we're in a process, right, that is sort of its own thing <laughs> and yes um go out there and vote and i'm certainly going to um but uh any case breaking patterns right <laughs> we need to and it's this is totally societal right if we're going to um, replace old societal um patterns with um if we're going to break old ways of being that are unhealthy right in our systems and our government and our economy and our um you know uh commerce etc um you know we have to come up with something new <laughs> we have to come up with a new solution a new way of being a new way of operating and that's true for again the collective as well as our personal our personal lives so, and of course, the collective is made up of personal lives, which is why what you do in your personal life is so important to the collective and to the change on the planet, which, sorry, I don't mean to be preaching there, but, you know, 
that's that's what the work's about, right? So um, the idea, you know, is we're at a we're at a pivotal point right now. You know, we have this election coming up, we have this eclipse window, and we're in it. You know, we're we're here and we're awake, right? We're conscious, we're listening consciously to a podcast about um change and you know self-improvement and you know being um awake in our lives and um and that's beautiful i'm so grateful you're here and i'm so so happy that we are doing this you know work and um it's so important you know not just for your life obviously but for our collective experience for this planet, for the children, for the animals, right? We don't just do this for ourselves. So, so the idea is, right, is replacing the pattern. So I want you to think about, again, maybe you're not aware of what was let go or what purging is going on in your life. Maybe you are, maybe it's very, very clear, but whatever, you know, Let's just take a moment to let something bubble to the surface right now about what you you know feel is the most important area of your life that has is going through a transformation and a again a, a letting go. Um so come up with that right now just in your um in your mind or maybe you could write it down. And I want you to just honor that place in your life you know what again the pain that it maybe has caused and the gratitude that you have for the lessons that it's been teaching you and the gratitude you have for it shifting right for this thing starting to move out of a stuck place perhaps and um coming to again everything changes in life right constantly and we can count on the fact that um again we can we can uh contribute to the to the shifts in our lives but inevitably um you know that is the natural cycle of things for things to to let go right um nothing lasts forever so you know things will will expire when it's their time you know and sometimes yes it you know it it does take extra work to really make sure that happens in a good way or in a complete way like i said that's where you come in <laughs> so if you can identify that thing um just take a moment to to you know maybe it's already started maybe you have already identified that if you're not going to, if things aren't going to go that way that they were going, right, um, that wasn't serving you, right, that speed bump that you ran into, um, what would be a better approach? What would be a kinder, um, more compassionate, uh, more... Um, Uh, more, you know, evolved way of, of approaching this area of your life as you move forward, right? So if it's, I don't, I, I don't want to be too, um, 
you know, abstract here. So why don't I give some examples? So say your pattern was avoidance, for instance, in a certain area. So say you had a, um, you know, maybe a revelation around how that wasn't working for you anymore in a certain area of your life, right? Maybe, I don't know. Um, you had some kind of, uh, consequence for being in avoidance, right? And you just, you, you were like, you know, I need to shift this, like this needs to stop. Um, so now again, maybe this isn't your issue, but you can replace it with whatever yours is. Think about what you want to do instead. You know, how do you want to shift that pattern? Um, and, and it can, the best way to shift a pattern, right, is to set up sort of, um, you know, increments, maybe even appointments for yourself, right? Well, if I'm going to not be avoidant, um, I'm going to look at my schedule and I'm going to schedule in three days this week where I'm going to go, um, you know, act, be proactive in this area of my life, right? And uh, then you have a measurable uh, task in front of you, right? A meaningful and measurable task that that you can check off um, when you've completed it, (laughs) you know. Um, And then you'll know you're making progress, right? Um, So that's, that's the way we we do this right with the with the breaking patterns and the changing patterns um if you have a pattern of procrastination similar to avoidance you know basically but you know how can you again schedule uh again three times this week where when you notice yourself going into that pattern you double down (laughs) on yourself um or uh you know, you, you find some way to approach that. Um, procrastination is an interesting example, though, because uh, I read somewhere that there's no such thing as procrastination. Um, and there were like four reasons for this. It was like, one, it doesn't need to be done. It doesn't need to be done by you. It doesn't need to be done right now. Or it doesn't... Uh, there was a fourth one. I can't remember what it was. But... um you know, it's funny because if that is true, right, this is why I like to dig deeper with our, with our issues in say the coaching space. Um, you know, we can want to set a goal and then we can completely go haywire on it because it's not actually about procrastination. The issue is actually that we're driving ourselves too hard (laughs) and we think we should always be doing something. So, it's not actually that we're procrastinating. We're just actually moving at a, at a normal pace in life. And we're, we're constantly, um, you know, feeling like we're behind or we're disappointed in ourselves and calling and saying we're procrastinating. But sometimes again, we're getting ahead of ourselves by setting too many goals, right? Um, and, or, and, you know, setting too many goals, being too hard on ourselves, um, having unrealistic goals, right? So the procrastination shows up in this sort of like phantom, like, oh, I'm not getting anything done. But really, you're not supposed to because you're putting too many things on your list. Like, you're human. It's not humanly possible to do that many things. And that's your pattern, actually, is that 
you expect too much of yourself or you expect too much of the world or the people in your life or reality, right? That's the mental pattern, right? I hope that makes sense because this is really important for us to understand, especially around breaking patterns, because the way that things show up in our lives, again, it's like this top layer, right? Um, And there's something much different going on underneath a lot of the time. And unless we get to that truth layer of what's actually happening, um, we'll be trying to change a problem that is just masquerading, you know? It's like we're just pointing the finger at ourselves, like we're the problem, but the problem is, you know, it's not us, it's our expectation of ourselves, you know? So, and again, those are ideas that got planted in our subconscious from our, say, our parents who expected too much of us, right? So we're constantly thinking that we should be doing more, but actually it was our parents' expectations that were um, unrealistic. And, you know, we should have just been able to be a five-year-old, you know, not having to get dressed up and, you know, be in the choir and whatever the parents are pushing the kid to do, which made the kid feel like they should always be doing something and achieving and accomplishing, right? That was an overlay. So, yes. So this this is uh, this is the process, right? Um, so using that example of the faux procrastination problem, which actually is more about um, letting ourselves be, right? So what would be the pattern break there, right? If the pattern we think the pattern break is that we're procrastinating, so we need to double down, which is the first thing I said. Which again, there's a place for that. There's a place for that. But again, that could be, you could be in this sort of um, ricochet experience with, you know, constantly falling short and doubling down. And it's like this, it's kind of like this, um, I said ricochet, but it's kind of like whiplash, you know, like you're living your life like in this tension point between pulling yourself forward and backwards and forward and backwards, you know, where you're never just like being, you know, and just accepting and just, you know, you're in a tension point with yourself because you're struggling. You're arguing with your own self, right? So the actual pattern break around, again, thinking that you're procrastinating was A, the journey would be A, I think I'm procrastinating. B, you discover that actually, no, I'm not procrastinating. I'm just pushing myself too hard and having unrealistic expectations of myself. And then C, um, your step would be to, how can I break the pattern of having hard, you know, unrealistic expectations of myself? And well, that could go several ways. One is to be uh, super uh, ingratiating of yourself for every single thing that you do, right? Oh my God, I um, I went grocery shopping today. I'm such a champ. Like I'm amazing. I I'm like I'm you know, I'm so amazing and, you know, awesome that I went grocery shopping today. I mean, think about it. Um, how, like, don't you usually take that for granted, right? Like that would be like way on the bottom of your list of like things that you accomplished, I'm sure. Cause it's like, for some people, it's a no brainer. For some people, it's, th- that's a serious task going to the grocery store, right? And for a high functioning person, 
who is an overfunctioner, that's, you know, just, it's a no brainer. Like you don't even, you don't even think like, oh, I put gas in my car today. Like you don't, you don't, you don't congratulate yourself for putting gas in your car. If you're an overfunctioner, like that's just, you know, you take that for granted. So you can start to dissect all your activities, all the many, many, many things. Again, if you're kind of a type A, like over-functioning person, how many millions of things are you doing in a day that you, you know, aren't even appreciating yourself for, right? And that, that high of a standard to keep up that level of a life that is going that fast or that productive or that, you know, um, yeah, that much productivity in your life. Um, you know, again, what is driving you to move that fast? It could be totally legit. I mean, maybe that's what makes you happy and sing. And, you know, I wouldn't want to take that away from super high functioning people who like, it just makes their day to like cram, you know, 10,000 things from, AM to PM, right? Like that's, they feel like they're living in, on lightning, right? If you can do that and that's your thing, then, you know, more power to you. But, and I'm kind of going, <laughs> I'm kind of going on a tangent here, maybe. But in any case, um, the idea, I hope you're understanding what I'm saying, is uh, the pattern break would be to like, you know, just take your, t- slow it down a bit, you know? slow it down and just, you know, instead of being disappointed and nothing's ever enough and, you know, I have to, I, I didn't do enough today and, you know, and it's never enough and all the whole idea around that, it just can be, wow, I'm accomplishing so much and every single thing I do, like I did the laundry, amazing. I washed the dishes, amazing. I made dinner, amazing, Right. I mean, we stay busy throughout the day, even if we're not busy. It's like there's just stuff to do, right? To take care of ourselves if we want to survive. So again, and, you know, sometimes again, life intervenes, gives us an illness, uh, breaks our leg, um, where we have to slow down. And usually it's about this very issue. It's about us breaking a pattern, you know, so that because we were going too fast and it wasn't it wasn't for our best interest, right? And likely it wasn't for the best interest of the people in our lives, like say our children who were pushing too hard, you know, to be high achievers too, like against like their natural rhythm. And uh, so again, these things are, they, they see, you know, we're so rewarded in this culture for, for these things, right? For being high functioning and being, you know, an A student and, uh, I don't know, being like playing all the sports, right? Um, but actually, you know, there's a different lens through which to look at this, which is about your peace, your happiness, your contentment, you know, your your health, right? I mean, is it healthy to be moving that fast? Sometimes, you know, it's not. So... All right, there's that example. Went deep on that one. Um, so I hope you get the idea. I hope that it makes it very clear uh, about breaking patterns. And then, um, you know, 
seeing what, again, what's really operating in us. And then how can we shift that, right? So say you are that person, that type A person. Um, and what would you do to change a pattern? Well, I'll give an example is, you know, Saturday rolls along and, um, you know, you, you, you decide you're not planning anything. I mean, that would scare a lot of people to pieces, right? Um, to not plan anything on a Saturday, right? So you're going to stay home. You're going to sleep in, (laughs) you're going to stay in bed. You're going to have tea in bed, right? Those kind of things. Um, to go slow, right? To break that overachieving, do, 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 go, go, go kind of energy, right? And again, that can be extremely threatening for some people. That can be extremely scary. Um, but, you know, if, you know, if you've come to a point where that pattern is uh, affecting you so much, where it's affecting your health and your the psychology of your family members and different things, then you know, you actually are, um, you know, there's a need for you to change that behavior. It's not, um, you know, it's for your best interest. So that's how you would replace the old pattern, right? Of jumping right out of bed and all this, you know, stuff you would, you would consciously unschedule, right? And you would have to go through that experience of letting yourself not know what you're going to do that day, or maybe, um, again, not having as much going on. Now, why is this important? Okay, so a practical application here. Why is this important? This is over here. Um, I kind of laugh at, um, I don't mean to say laugh, because that sounds like I'm, I don't know, whatever, but our culture is so manic, really. Um, and, 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 and we're, we're taught that that's healthy. That level of, of manicness is like the bar, right? Like that's what we should all be doing is, you know, going that fast, buying expensive watches, um, you know, all the things that's like, it, it's, that's why I say I laugh. Cause I'm, I'm like, honestly, really like that, that's actually not happiness. And most people find that out at some point, many people, not everyone, but the idea is, um, right, the practical application of, of trying to heal this stuff for ourselves. Why? Um, well, how about something like 2020 comes along? And I'm just giving this as an example because we can all relate. But we each have our micro 2020s, right, in our lives. Like I said, um, you know, uh, an accident or breaking a, a leg or something like this, right? That slows us down, that creates that halt, that creates this reorientation of our reality. If we don't know how to handle that, if we are only on high speed, if we only know one motion, if we don't know surrender, if we don't know flexibility, if we don't know um, humility, if we don't know these things, it's going to be like, a, you know, running into a brick wall, right? So the, the idea to begin again, to change these patterns so that as preparation um, for 
you know, the shifts and changes that will occur in our lives. And as we know, we're in a time like that, you know, we're in a time where we do have to be on our toes. We don't know what's happening for this election. We don't know what's happening, you know, with our our planet and climate change. We don't know what's happening, um, you know, very many things, you know, with viruses or, you know, travel or anything. We really don't know um, how secure our world um, is. And we've come to to know if we didn't realize before that it's actually not, you know very secure. Um, we don't know how secure our cybersecurity is. You know, apparently there was a big cybersecurity issue in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, we have to, you know, we have to just be prepared. And um, so that's what they call doing the work, right? Is how can we, again, how can we make ourselves flexible enough, humble enough, um, spacious enough, uh, alert enough to see and sense the changes that are happening and coming and not have them blindside us, right? How can we be humble enough to, you know, take a step down, look at our own selves, um, you know, change our behaviors, apologize, um, you know, (laughs) admit that we're wrong, right? These are all, you know, extremely important things to be able to do in a crisis, you know, um, and it's not like we should always be preparing for a crisis, but we know that they'll come and we know that life, um, requires our flexibility. And, um, so that's what we're talking about here. And I don't mean to be, you know, um, you know, put out a sense of urgency, although, um, again, from an astrological perspective, there's quite a lot happening, you know, in the next, few months, you know, the shifting with this eclipse. And then, you know, we've got Mars going retrograde for two months. That's no small thing. It happens um, every two years. And Mars is the planet of aggression. So it's always, it's always a review around anger issues and aggression. And, um, you know, that's happening again, at a specific area in your chart. Um, so lots going on. And as we know, globally, and, uh, you know, it is our ability to stay agile by doing our own personal work that, um, you know, makes us uh, capable of weathering these storms and, uh, you know, being a force for good in this world. So, wow. I think that's it for today. I think that's it for my episode. I hope I covered the bases here. Um, Yeah, it's really just about replacing our old behaviors, our old patterns with something new, conscious, new way of being and doing. So again, if it's not clear enough, or if you need some support, or if you have some changes that you're making, and you're not really clear what uh, would be um, you know, a good next step for you, like a good pattern breaking plan, you know, or you're not, you know, that's fuzzy. You can't really, you know, you can't really tell what's going on. That's how I can help with the life coaching, kind of, kind of hold a mirror to your process and help, uh, that get, um, unearthed and, um, you know, so, so that you have a thread to hold on to around what, um, 
what it is you're working on. Because again, on our own, it's it's challenging to know what's up sometimes, you know, life can be very busy or again, we're just not exposed to these ideas because this is the backdrop. This is like, you know, the way backdrop of our realities, you know, if you're not in there with a, you know, microscope, (laughs) you're not thinking about this stuff necessarily. I mean, depends on how busy you are, what you do with your time. It's like, you may wake up with an intuition or a dream or like an even an urgent directive and you may forget it by by breakfast because again you've got too many other things um going on and or you just don't take it seriously like a lot of people with their intuition they don't they don't really take it seriously they don't listen you know and again um you know the idea is that it's you know we're being we're being spoken to we're being you know guided and and you know if we um you know when when we have the opportunity to to be able to slow down and notice the signs <laughs> that's really what it's all about we're being given signs it's just about us being able to notice what they are and um and then you know again course correct take you know, follow the sign down a different road, right? If that sign says, turn here (laughs) uh, for a better life, turn here, you know, like take that exit, you know? (laughs) Um, so yeah. All right. Well, you know where to find me, um, my website, juliaburnbaum.com. Again, um, you know, just for, for some guidance, some support, um, and some directives, direction around, again, you know, I, I, I use the astrological, um, lens and perspective because, you know, this is not stuff I, um, I'm, you know, extrapolating, like I'm using, you know, data and, um, you know, evidence-based, uh, you know, um, indicators, you know, of different changes in our lives. So, you know, it's just, it's a fabulous tool for staying current with what we have going on. Um, and I don't have to, you know, guess what's, you know, what, what's going on because I can, you know, see it, you know, following, um, the, the stars. (laughs) And, um, again, it's, you know, I wouldn't, I, I would not, um, I wouldn't take it seriously if it didn't over and over prove itself to be like quite literal, you know, like I said, like dropping a can of coconut water on my toe for the two months that Mars is retrograde, not to mention everything else, you know, globally that happens um, when we have these, these shifts, these celestial shifts, it's quite, it's quite pronounced, you know, um, and, uh, you know, I'll just, lastly, I'll just bring in a quick example, um, you know, for me with the South Node Eclipse that we just had, <laughs> um, you know, in Scorpio, um, I found myself this morning, totally unrelated, reading about um, the South Node in Scorpio. Uh, and it it was, I guess it's a more personal share, but or, you know, the, the, um, synchronicity around what I read and the fact that we just had that eclipse was, um, I don't know. It's just mind, it's mind blowing to me. I just had these moments over and over where my mind gets blown and I'm just like, I, you know, 
I've stopped trying to share them with people because they just happen so often. And, and, you know, um, I just, I, I just am in constant wonder, you know, constant awe and wonder of the, the, of this. And I, I, I can't stop, you know, um, you know, staying connected because it truly, for me, it, it shows me, it shows me the divinity of, um, again, with all the chaos and all the, you know, the travesty of this realm that we're in, it just shows me the divinity behind all of it. And, um, I truly need that myself because, you know, I think this world is a hard place, you know, and because there's, you know, it's just, there's a lot of suffering, right? And there's a, a lot of change and it's so complex and all these things. And, you know, you know, for me, it's like a rudder, you know, and, uh, so I hope it, it can be that for you too. And, uh, or through me, it can be that because I can help, uh, show you, uh, you know, how it is, how it is, uh, it can be a rudder for you. All right. <laughs> I think I went a little bit on and on today, but hopefully again, it was helpful. Um, and again, please be in touch with any comments or questions. And, uh, I'd love to hear what patterns you're breaking. Uh, there's actually a new, um, function on Spotify where there's a question. It asks a question. If you see this on Spotify, please answer the question. There's a place where you can answer what pattern are you breaking and what are you replacing that pattern with? So, I hope this is helpful today. We're heading for another eclipse on November 8th. So we're in the window. Uh, it's workshopping time. And I hope you're you're in there doing your, getting your uh, hands dirty <laughs> in your own process. All right. Take care and talk to you next week.